Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of Concussion Chats. My name is Taylor Ford. Concussion Chats is a podcast hosted by the McGill students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation with the help of Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast. We're dedicated to providing strength and hope to those suffering from concussions through sharing experiences. Um, today, uh, we'll be doing a special feature of our Get to Know the Host, um, and we're going to get to know Aaron Guilfoyle. Um, so I have Emily, who is also part of McGill Students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation, and Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast joining me, um, and Aaron is also uh, Nick. Nick's co-host for Concussion Talk, and she's the coordinator for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association. So, Erin, tell us about what you do. All right. So, as you mentioned, and I'm sure as you have every other podcast, I'm the coordinators of programs and services for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association. We're a community-based um, nonprofit here in St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador. We provide education, support, programs, and services for brain injury survivors and their families. We started way back in 1984, and there's been movement along the way, dips and falls in the boards that we've had, but I'm here now since August, and I'm currently the only staff member, so I do a little bit of everything for the association. Um, my main focus lately has just been kind of getting us to grow a bit. Uh, COVID-19 and starting a job within the pandemic has been very interesting, where a lot of the programs you have to do are all online, and a lot of the survivors we have are in long-term care, so we haven't been able to see them, really. But hopefully this summer, we're going to be expanding a lot more, a lot of things in the works to come through, and a lot of connections that I'm hoping to make going forward. We want to have a support group, expand to stroke services with March Dimes Canada, we're hoping to get a recreation group back on the go. Um, yeah, and we all have um, educational presentations that we give throughout the year. Those could be on Zoom or in person. Uh, summer barbecue and Christmas social that we do for our survivors. And we recently just got funding for a technology toolkit for seniors and people with disabilities that I'll be starting. Nice. So it's been nice. a busy few weeks, but... <laughs> 
That's yeah. awesome. All of that stuff sounds so great uh, to do. Um, so I guess could you tell us, like, how did you, you know, get into this? What made you interested into the TBI world? Um, yeah. Yeah. So when I graduated high school, I decided I did not want to stay in my hometown. I'm from New Brunswick, and I was like, nope, I want to go. And my parents pretty what? much said, <laughs> from Fredericton, yeah. And I was like, out. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, my parents were pretty much like, if you can find a cheaper university, you can go than the one down the street. <laughs> so I was like, I will. And I found Memorial University, which is the cheapest university in all of Canada. <laughs> so I came up to Newfoundland, never had been here before. Got into Memorial, started there. Originally, I wanted to be a pharmacist, actually. That was my first career goal. I realized how hard university chemistry was, and that quickly faded. But then I kind of discovered um, psychology. And once I got started within psychology, I found out that Mun had a neuroscience program. And then I was like, the brain, that's cool. Like, and people don't know so much about it. So I was like, that's so cool. And that's kind of where the passion is ignited. Um, during my fourth year, I want to say, my grandmother actually suffered a stroke. And she has been in long-term care. She's been there for four years now. And she has aphasia, so she lost the ability to speak, but she understands communicating with her. But watching her go through that and the rehabilitation program within it and all the neuroscience like involved with it really, really ignited my um, passion to want to work with people as well versus just the academic side of it. So I continued with neuroscience at MUN, got my bachelor's of science there, then I looked into some programs because I really want to marry the academic aspect of what neuroscience is to how to help with the community. And I found a graduate certificate program at Mohawk College in Hamilton, Ontario. So packed up, moved away from Newfoundland, which I considered my new home after five years of living here, <laughs> and went to Ontario for a year. I completed my brain disorders management graduate certificate there. And that program was really inspiring to the fact of how it let you work hands-on and with policy creation and all the information they kind of added on to the academic knowledge of neuroscience. So with that, <laughs> pandemic hit, um, left Ontario because things were getting a little bit spicy there with the COVID cases. And I moved back home, was there for a bit, was doing uh, home support work. So I was working with um, within a group home kind of setting with people with autism and large behavioral um, it, problems, basically, and they'd had to be in this home. It was very tough work. All my respect to support workers, because that is a thankless job half the time. Um, that was a very hands-on experience, and I was kind of like, this is wild. I don't know if I could do this for my whole life. I kind of started looking around for new jobs. I called around to a few places in Nova Scotia within the Maritimes. I really wanted to focus on staying in the Maritimes because I knew how much we lacked the resources for brain injury survivors. Um, I lucked out when I called the Newfoundland Labor Brain Injury Association, just kind of rang up, the president answered the phone, and I was just like, are you guys hiring? And of course she said, no, it's a pandemic, Like, <laughs> but send your resume. <laughs> so, <laughs> sent that to her along with like a cover letter kind of explaining what I've done my passions and everything 
about a month or so later, I guess she had reviewed it and talked to the board and she called me back. She said, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so we did the interview. We went through everything. I told them more about the program and everything that I'd done, why I wanted to come back to Newfoundland and why my passion was specifically on the East Coast and how I wanted to build things here. Uh, that went really well. And that's pretty much how I landed back here. Well, we're lucky to have you here because that's... <laughs> and uh, the... Uh... Sorry, uh, the, the, there's something weird thing going on with the sound. I don't know what that is, but whatever. It'll just be there, just oh. so you know. But hey, I'll let it you. I know, I know Aaron better than you guys, so because she's my co host. No. Yeah. We are, we, are, we are a co host, I should say. And, uh, you are a co host. We are each one. Yes. So, <laughs> um, well, that's guys. really cool. I didn't really even cool. know about that program. Um, but that's really, yeah. really. I was awesome. writing it down. You were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, and, I've um, actually uh, posted it in Memorial University, like psych groups and stuff. And there's been some students who have graduated this year uh, that are going to go into the program. And we're actually going to get a summer intern at NLBIA from that from the Mohawk program. Yeah. So, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um. So what would you say, so you're working with more long-term TBI, right? You said long-term care. Um, what does that look like? Because I feel like in my head, I'm like, you know, they don't, they don't do much. But then you're talking about the recreation group and all these different things. So what does that kind of look like? Yeah, so ABLE is our recreation group for um, basically survivors who have had a severe brain injury. Uh, it's run by our president mainly uh, in its heyday, I guess, before the pandemic shut it down. It was once weekly. Uh, it was an outing activity every Wednesday usually organized by the president. And we could have up to 30 participants come each week. They do activities like bowling, movie days, crafts, like anything to kind of just get them out of the space, it was almost, um, for some of the participants, it was their only outing that week. Like there is such a lack of mm, resources here that that was pretty much the only time that they were able to get out safely and a social activity. And accessibility. Yeah, and accessibility for sure. Yeah, I don't think so too. It's weird. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now. No. <laughs> I'll come back eventually, but no, no. Yeah. But yeah, no, long-term care is often where a lot of um, brain injury survivors end up here. They don't have the family support and accessible layout to stay at home. Uh, we don't have a lot of day programs that you could potentially get someone to so that you can go to your day job kind of thing. So for a lot of caregivers, it's like either I have to give up my entire career, my entire life right now to focus all on this. And it's a tough choice, but it's kind of what has to be made for a lot of people, which is unfortunate. And I really want to be able to expand our resources to more rehabilitation offerings to allow people not necessarily their only choice be long-term care. Yeah. What yeah. That was... Um... What the um is it fine now okay um i think that that's a like a i think that it's definitely something that 
more people need to be working towards. Cause I mean, even like our speaker that we talked to yesterday, like he was telling us about how like the doctors told his family to just put him in a long-term care home. Like he's not going to be able to do anything anyways. And so I think it's really awesome that your goal and like your, like um, the whole uh, like organization you guys like are trying to make it. So like um, these survivors do get to do things and like, aren't just doing nothing like kind of expected of them um yeah it's so do you have people is it mostly like older people um are there like young people what's like the age range like it's a mixed bag really it's mostly um middle-aged adults to seniors within Mm -hmm. it uh we don't have a lot of the student base uh set up or a lot of kids i find a lot of the kids would be put through the hospital system with our children's hospital here Mm -hmm. versus having to go to a nonprofit. but it really drops off for anyone about the age of 18 that they're going to lose a lot of resources to them university students if they're here then they're within the disability center at the university but once you're out of that range there's not a lot of places you can go. And if you don't have insurance either, you're only reliant on the hospital. So I find a lot of the support in people who reach out to us are those above about 25. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, Cause yeah, like kids would have, yeah, that's true. Um, what are some, of the exciting things that you're wanting to work on and like, um, like change and do in the next little bit. If um, you can like, I don't know. Yeah, my <laughs> cat is screaming again, but my absolute <laughs> dream um, for when I was going through university and college and getting into this field was to be able to open my very own brain injury clinic on the East Coast somewhere. And that was like the far away beautiful goal where I would have like my own staff of like OTs, pharmacists, like everyone under one roof to have community health altogether. But that of course is a dream (laughs) that maybe will come into fruition, but this is the perfect starting point of exploring Mm -hmm. the brain injury survivor field here and the community here and having that build up and have that support and be able to get more people to speak out as well because stigma is a big association with it. So we really want to draw as many people as we can from across the province because Newfoundland is just the island. Labrador has even less resources. And if you're outside of the city of St. John's, you're pretty much rural and you're going to lack even more. So, so far, the goal is to basically just try to make this a province-wide initiative where everyone can have fair access to services. That's amazing. Um, I... uh... I have the same dream. I feel like a lot of us have this dream. We just need to come together and do it. Yeah. Um, that has been like... Emily and I have uh, two years left in university, but let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been my dream for a minute. Um, my my next question is, um, what's the... I'm going to I'm gonna throw a curveball. It's going to be Uh-oh. kind of difficult. But what's the biggest piece of advice you have? somebody uh in any sort of tbi recovery stroke you know um concussion whatever Mm, within recovery i think like the best advice to give though is just always ask as many questions as you can possibly do 
like to really try not to be afraid of like advocating for yourself essentially like people who contact me i will be on their side of advocating but there's only so far i can go with doctors and everything and then i would want to encourage them coach them really about the questions they should be asking the answers they should be waiting for how to like remember those as well so like writing things down and making sure that they're going to get the most out of any appointments they have and kind of what resources to look to because if you're not asking the questions and you're not bringing it up sometimes you're going to miss out on some really good opportunities there yeah that's an awesome piece of advice and that just comes from more so like the medical standpoint of it i've never experienced a tbi myself so i don't like to speak on like oh well like things will get better like things like that kind of advice because it's like within my experience i will not experience what you will so i always try Mm -hmm. to encourage like support groups as well reach out to them like talk to other survivors because they're going to be able to relate on a much deeper level than i can yeah and yeah. i mean you talking to um people in newfoundland about like support groups and stuff like you've sent a few people to us and um it's been great in that sense too and uh like zoom has been awesome for that i've had a few people from um newfoundland and labrador and they've been like oh like you know like i i went and like um aaron like suggested the support group and uh so i think you're achieving your like your goal of like helping people and like spreading like the awareness and like um stuff like that uh but it's definitely i can't imagine like starting it in the middle of pandemic yeah yeah that's awesome i was was, was talking just to my test on mic but uh, it's okay i think um i was gonna say i was gonna say something about uh yeah, just that, like, we have a pretty good broadband system here, like, you know, so, well, like, internet access is pretty good across the province, I believe now, I mean, I'm speaking from, like, St. John's, of course, which is all that different than the province, but, I mean, it's good to have that internet access across the province, which is, if we do have, as Aaron Biden knows better how good it is, but, uh, that is, uh, you know, it's good access to, like, websites and Zoom calls and Skype calls mm-hmm. and whatever, and just actually yeah. information. The one thing the pandemic has done is made us more connected as a global society, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have one thing I wanted to add before maybe the, the fun maybe we let you say anything. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Aaron, if there's anything you would like to add before we jump into fun questions, maybe. <laughs> um, but first thing, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Um, it's like you mentioned like talking to other TBI survivors, seeing their stories. Um, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, sometimes like when we see like a book written or a famous person, you know, that's kind of been through this and we read their stories, it's really can sometimes be easy to invalidate ourselves. Um, Sometimes it's really, that's why the support group is helpful. It's like just hearing your average Joe Mm -hmm. talk about what's going on. and just sometimes feel a little bit more real and provide just a little bit more hope. Um, but Aaron, is there anything else you would like to say that you haven't said? Or maybe something would like you... to, or something to say something because something has been. You want to jump in quick? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. Cat is going Rattle crazy. With... Um, 
just in to clarify professional career that pretty much has summed it up so far um newfoundland Labrador brain injury association is nlbia.ca or on facebook nl brain injury association so look us up follow us support us if you can it's greatly appreciated we can also link it in like our descriptions for this uh episode also um good but enough of my boring mundane work life you can talk to <laughs> you have questions you have an, yeah you have an incredible work life Aaron. yeah um, we have a boring work life <laughs> yeah uh okay so you said where did you grew up in new brunswick yeah we covered that um cool did you play any sports oh hey <laughs> my I think I've played like five or six different sports, but my thing is like, I'll play a sport and get really average at it. And then I'm like, I'm done. Like that's oh. it. <laughs> like I do not go the competitive route at all. And I know oh, you guys are man. super competitive. So <laughs> it's so funny to me whenever I hear you guys talk about it because I'm just like, nah, like. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hey, so I'm, I'm sure that saved you from lots of potential concussions, you know, yes. it worked in your favor. Yeah, but I did like volleyball, soccer, gymnastics, I did dance for a long time, like 14 years, didn't go competitive though, just wanted to dance. Um, I did competitive swim, that was the only one, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> what, yeah. Was your, what was the stroke? Uh, front stroke, freestyle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could do sprints, I can't do like long distance though. Okay. <laughs> um, since uh since we have some extra guests on the show um how many pets do you have what's going on in aaron's house yeah, yeah. there is one cat and his name is sunny um i'm actually in the process of buying a house right now which is exciting really? uh, uh, yeah my closing oh. date is may 12th so soon there'll be a is. second cat Right? Yay! Have Sunny for... Yeah. I have, heard, I have, I heard, I have heard some some uh, different different stories about cats. Me and other cats doesn't oh, always yeah. doesn't always They're... go sweetly. Right. No, Sunny They're loves jealous. other cats. Just other cats don't love him. Oh, oh my god, that's the same as Bailey. Bailey yeah. and Sunny could be best friends because Bailey, Bailey loves other cats, but everyone hates her. Like yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah. She's so no. nice, so sweet. Sunny loves to jump on other cats and run around because he's still young. And then they're yes. just like, not into this. Like, stop. No. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, like, get a kitten and you'll be good. Yeah. And, and kittens are so cute. And I've always yeah. loved animals. Like, growing up, I was always into the SPCA and volunteering there. My family, I'm the only child. So, we always fostered kittens and those were like my siblings. So. Oh. Always been a lover of cats, especially. Love it. Sunny will be very happy with the extra space and the friend. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, congrats. Um, what, are there any other exciting things? I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but like any other exciting things <laughs> going on? House has taken up a big chunk of my time right now, and that's kind of where all my money is too. So I can't afford <laughs> to do anything exciting. 
Um, overall, though, like I am in Newfoundland, so we're hoping for the Atlantic bubble to come up as well. Yeah. And uh, with the Atlantic bubble, hopefully I'll be able to go home, see my parents, back to New Brunswick, and travel around within that region. That's our next hope. Um, but yeah, until everything's vaccinated, I don't see anything really big happening. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, Pardon? Oh, I I said, yeah, house is definitely, like, a huge, like, nothing can really top that, I feel like, right now. Like, there's, (laughs) that's a a pretty big one. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. Congrats. Um, Yeah. Em, do you want to ask your music question? Yeah, I got more. No, I'll come to the music in a second. Um, (laughs) Laid back. If you could have any superpower, <laughs> what new. would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. I've always thought, like, I feel like the top three that always come up are, like, flying, reading minds, and invisibility. And those are, like, the ones that everyone contends to. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always thought, like, with great power is, like, great responsibility. And I feel like I would just, like, get sick of the superpower and feel like such a burden. <laughs> <laughs> so I could never come up with a good answer and I know that's a big cop out but like <laughs> what would you guys choose have you ever thought of this I, I've thought about it but I've never been able to choose one like I'm kind of like you like like I yeah. can't choose one like me making decisions is just horrible <laughs> and so trying to choose a superpower mm. one I, I did think of it was like teleportation I thought that'd be cool because I didn't want to pay for flights Oh, ooh, yeah. that would be untrue. Mm. You could go like anywhere and yeah. like no. Fl- oh, that would save so much money. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was just thinking teleportation, but then I was like, eh, I probably would just go from like work to work to work and like <laughs> not like actually like enjoy like the journey in between and decompress and mm-hmm. stuff. So <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe that's not the move. Um, I, and I don't want to read minds. This no. is exhausting. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. People, like knowing what people actually think about me, awful. <laughs> <laughs> also, like then life wouldn't be a mystery as much, you know. Mm. Um. Nick, what about you? Oh. I, I, I just time to thought about it much, but uh, you said those flying seems just cool. I mean, yeah. that would. They're digger, and I know it take a while. Like, you know, the teleportation thing, can like fly everywhere because I would like fly to BC would take, God, geez, that take forever. But uh, that's how high, how high <laughs> you go. Maybe you fly super fast. Or if you fly up high, like, if you if you can like fly straight up and like, to, like past the ozone and then just be mm-hmm. short, be like a quick sprint yeah. across the country. But um. Yeah. Um, yeah, so flying, I guess, I mean, I did not really thought about it much, but yeah, I would take flying. I think flying would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, do a lot of stuff, too. What's your least favorite food, Aaron? My least favorite? Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I don't eat fish. Never liked fish. I was like, what don't I like? But I yeah, have she never... Is. Yes, you moved to Newfoundland. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's whatever. I just, I think the smell is the thing that gets to me, and then like smell is like 
something crazy like 80 percent of your eating or whatever like your taste and i've never been able to get past that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite food yeah poutine mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one what and then maybe the music one but <laughs> what were you like in high school Oh, in high school. You have like a punk phase or just a like nerdy band phase. Like, who were you? (laughs) No, I was definitely like a floater kid. Like, I would float between all the groups. My high school was massive. So there was about 3,000 people in my high school and 500 kids in my grad class. So, like, the cliques and like little areas weren't so pronounced just because there were so many people. Like, everyone. There was, like, certain kind of little cliques, but, I mean, for the most part, I was friendly with most people with from different areas, like, the drama kids, you know, and, like, the sports football team kind of kids and all that. But, yeah, no, I kind of just knew people all throughout the different areas. Pretty much have maintained the same. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I was also a floater kid. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to be you just like get friendly with everyone and like you don't get like into that little box yeah Mm. exactly so what kind of music do you listen to (laughs) who's your favorite artist we went through this (laughs) yeah we know i need to hear it again (laughs) yeah I, I like I always have to do this because I always have to pull up my Spotify because every time someone asks me, I'm just like, what do I listen to? And it's <laughs> changed since Nick's. Mm, no. <laughs> you send me both of this, so. <laughs> um, I would argue, though, it's a lot of like indie rock, classic rock, uh, chill kind of tunes. Um, in the past, like before the pandemic started, I got to see the Black Keys in concert in Toronto oh, yeah. when I was there, and I got to see the Lumineers as well. That was the last concert before pandemic, so who knows when the next one will be. Um, a couple other bands like Half Moon Run I saw while there, uh, Love Fleetwood Mac, like Verona Back, then yeah, like all along those lines kind of thing. But, I mean, I'll get down to anything, though. Like, I love live music as well. If we're out and there's someone playing on a band, I will sing along to whatever they're singing. Like, doesn't matter if it's a country song I hate. Like, I will be there and I will be on the dance floor. Like, <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to dance. Yeah. As long as it has a band and it isn't, like, super, I don't know, like, weird rap just words, like, I can do it. Like, as long as there's a good beat. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Oh, I don't think I have one. My favorite one for the longest. Yeah, the favorite for the longest time was like the classic Titanic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Longest time ever. That was always my favorite. I was like, I'll just go with that one. But I still love it. Like it's the most classic love story. And then it also has like the big tragic of the Titanic. So it's like an action and love story in one. Anyway, I'll probably keep that as my top. It's still there. Very good. <laughs> um, okay. I feel satisfied. I feel no, like you're, I know you're you're the, the live band thing, yes, me. Yeah, I definitely feel like I know her a lot better now. 
Oh, yeah. If you could see any live band in their prime, <laughs> like in their prime performance yeah. days, who would it be? Proudly Queen. Ooh. Respect. Yeah. I respect yeah. that. I think that would be an amazing show. Like, yeah. yeah, that performance itself would just be worth it. So, and like, yeah. they've got all the bangers, like every song, you would just be there, like, I know. It. So <laughs> that would be it. Because like, for me too, like listening to music, like I want to be like, happy and experiencing and like feeling it. And like, every one of their songs, like, especially if they're alive and in their prime, will yeah. be incredible. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any more questions? (laughs) I'm satisfied. I'm very happy with that answer. On a good note, Emily's very good note. Emily's leaving now. I passed Emily's test. Emily's leaving now. Yeah. 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 Emily's Emily's satisfied. She's out. Um. No, I don't think I have any any more questions. Um. I feel like I know you a lot better. I didn't know that you like were from Fredericton. Like my family lives in Armando. Like I. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. You, like, moved around a decent amount, too, and yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. True, yeah, you said you, well, is there anything you know about Aaron that I don't know her that well. I don't know her that well. Oh. I know her, like, well enough to, like, well, not have uh, any questions, but, uh, no, I mean, I can't think of that. No secret. I just, I, just, I met her in, like, what, like, October or whatever, like, just say you want to do it in the podcast. Yes, I was like, do you want to be in the podcast? She's like, yes. So we met for coffee one afternoon. I was like, all right, well, let's do a podcast next on Friday or whatever. So I was like, all right, that was it. Yeah. All righty. Cool. She's accommodating. Um, she's what? Accommodating. Accommodating. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, so thanks Nick for helping us do the podcast and thanks, um, Aaron for letting us ask you questions and for telling us more about you. Um, and Emily for your great music questions. Um, (laughs) you better not ask me any like music or movie questions when it's my turn. I'm not going to You get like lots of leg time, lead time. What's on the little burn up where like lag time or whatever? You know what the questions will be. So you gotta mix up. And we gotta. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta but I just like... choose favorites of anything. I like favorite movies. Like, I can't watch it's not, movies it's not over and over. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Whatever, Nick. All right. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I already did that. Um, so our upcoming podcast can be found on <laughs> concussiontalk.com, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. You can find more information about our group on concussionmtl.com. Our prayers work free and open to everyone. We hold four meetings on Zoom, um, and all four are now going to be in English. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Head Check Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on Head Check 
to improve communication and optimize care. Visit headcheckhealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.